Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. I know it's been a minute and let me tell you why. First of all, I am your host, Danielle Costa, and this is my podcast. And I have not said that in a minute. And basically, it all really comes down to technical difficulties and trying to figure out how to get it to work again. My computer is really, really old, and it is just not computing the way that it should be. And so a few podcast recordings got cut short. There were a few glitches in the audio. It was making it really hard for me to record and to do my work. And yeah, so because of that, I had to take a little bit of a break to figure out a game plan to figure out if I was going to spend my money on a new computer. Spoiler alert, I am going to. I have not yet. Basically, I am going to switch into the world of MacBooks again, but they are releasing new MacBooks in a few months. So that being said, I am going to wait until the newer ones come out and just make it work with what I have. So obviously there is a new episode that you are about to listen to. So I figured out how to get around these technical difficulties and make it work. I am using my old computer, I am using my home desktop, I am using my brother's computers. We are just piecing it together because I need to and I want to. And also, I'm kind of sick of making excuses for myself. And I don't know if that's really an excuse, but maybe I should frame it as I'm tired of not doing what I know I can do to the fullest. Does that make sense? Do you ever feel like you want to do so much that it just becomes so overwhelming and there's all these excuses or all these reasons why you shouldn't or you couldn't or you feel like you can't? And obviously the technical reasons were like a real legitimate issue. There was actual problems with recording and editing. But I've now come to a point where I am figuring it out because I really want to do this and I, I want to make this work with you and I, I want to get back to basic. I do. And I think I've realized I just made it really difficult for myself. And I feel like we can all relate to that at times, right? Life gets really overwhelming. It has been a crazy few months. I mean, from the last episode I released to now, it's still been crazy. Things are calming down just a little. And I'm just ready to jump back in and ironically be consistent and figure this out and actually implement all of these ideas that I've had for months and I I guess at this point years and just do it. And I think that I've said it before on this podcast, (laughs) I have felt it before, but I have let myself stand in my own way. And I think a lot of the times we don't realize that sometimes we are the speed bump. We are the thing that's stopping us from doing what we want or what we can do. And it's one of those things where I feel like I'm really close to just getting it, but I always pull myself back. I always stop myself for one reason or another. Again, the technical issues was a legitimate issue that I have now worked around, but I came to a point where I was like, okay, I really want to do this again. And I figured it out. And I think that's the whole point, right? We sometimes stand in our own way and feel like we can't figure it out, but there's always a way to figure it out. And I think I'm starting to realize that. And I hope that you are excited for all the new stuff that I have coming because I'm ready to go and do this again. And I know we were like on a roll for a while, 
But life happens and I think it's okay. Sometimes you need breaks. That's the other part of this, right? Sometimes we stand in our own way and sometimes we just need breaks and it's okay to take a break. In fact, it's encouraged. Take the breaks um, because then you're going to get burnt out and then you're not going to love it anymore. And I think there was a little bit of that. Not that I didn't love this and what I do, but I had turned it into like this big monster and it was so overwhelming that I wasn't loving doing it anymore. And now I just need to take a step back and break it down again. And remember why I started this in the beginning, you know, why a few years ago I was doing it and and how I was doing it. I was doing it consistently. And, you know, I, I think that's the whole thing. It's whether you're working out whether you're working, you're learning, you're doing whatever, it's just about the consistency and sticking to it and seeing what happens. You know, I think that's the whole point. Not standing in your own way, not making excuses, figuring it out and doing what you love because you love it and the rest will follow. And that was a really, really long way of saying I'm back and uh, hopefully we will just continue. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be posting episodes and posting content. And I think it's going to be good. So this is me saying sorry for the unexpected technical break, but we have figured it out. We are ready to go. And uh, I think we're just going to keep going, you know, whatever that means. You do something until you don't want to do it anymore. And until it's not fun anymore, but this is still fun for me as I'm sitting talking into this microphone. And uh, speaking of consistency, I am so excited that this is the first episode back. This was such a fun one to record, to listen back to. And there's so much fun content that goes with this one. So I sat down with my friend Vincent Lavallo. Vin is actually one of my really good friends' fiancés. He's also one of my brother's closest friends. My brother's in his wedding. And he is a comic book artist and art director for Archie Comics. You know, the iconic brand Archie Comics. We all know Archie and Jughead and Betty and Veronica and all of those characters that come from Archie. Vin and I talk about it a little bit in this episode. He is responsible for just making sure that the Archie Comics run the day-to-day and the art direction, but he also just released a brand new book of Bite-sized Archie Comics. He is an author, a published author. So, so cool. It's actually in bookstores now. You can go check it out. I link it in the show notes if you want to go look. Um, It is so cute. We talk about how that came to be. And, you know, ironically, going along with this intro, we talk about being consistent and just trying and just going for it. And like Vin started off with just sketching Archie one day in this different style. And now, look, he has a published book. It is so cool. And honestly, as someone who doesn't know a lot about comic book artistry and the process, listening to him talk about how it comes together was so cool. It was so cool. I didn't even realize how much goes into creating a comic. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you just draw it and that's it. But there's so much that goes into it. The book is incredible because it gives you a real in-depth behind the scenes look at how these comics come to life. And Vin explains how he got to this point in his career. And it's just a really fun episode. And we actually have some social media content, too, that's going to be coming up. So make sure you're following at Back to Basic Podcast and at Danielle Maria Costa on Instagram. Uh, I actually took my shot at drawing Archie. And I'm not going to lie, I did a pretty good job. Um, So 
That being said, this is a really fun episode for us to jump back into it and kind of inspirational if you're someone who just wants to be creative and if you want to just draw Vin's advice, well, I'm going to let him tell you his advice, but honestly, it's uh, just do it. Just do it. And I think I love that. Also, I mean, Archie, come on, how fun. We all love Archie. So that being said, thank you for sticking with me through this unexpected hiatus. Thank you for hanging in with me and getting back to basic with me. And I hope that you're excited for all there is to come. As always, please let me know what you want to see from me and how you're feeling and what you think. And I mean, that's the whole point. I want us to connect, obviously. And of course, here we go again. I hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Vin Lavallo. All right, welcome back to Back to Basic. Today we have Vin Lavallo. Vin, thank you for joining me on Back to Basic. Thank you for having me, Danielle. You're welcome. So Vin is one of my friends, uh, oh. engaged to one of my friends, my brother's like really <laughs> good friend. We have a history, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Vin and his career, and it is so cool. Vin, honestly, I don't like to start this by rambling. So I want you to give us a little bio. Tell us who you are. So you don't want me to talk about my bromance with your brother. I mean, any of my brother's friends that I've had have literally talked about their bromance with him. So you can. It's a trend. But no, talk about yourself. Okay. This is the moment for you to brag. Okay. So like you said, my name is Vin or Vincent. I don't go by Vinny. You don't go by Vinny? No. Do you go by Vincent, like, at work? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Most, you... most like, if I'm establishing a relationship with someone, I'll sign my emails as Vincent. Okay. And then when we get comfortable, I, I sign as Vin. So professional. Professional yeah. is Vincent, but Vin is, like... When we get to know each yeah. other a little bit more, keep it more casual. Okay. But that's kind of my style. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So Vin so slash yes. Vincent Lavallo, what do you do? Who are you? So I am an editor and art director for Archie Comic Publications. Um, I've been involved in artwork basically my entire life. Since I was a kid, I always knew that I wanted to be involved in some form of art, whether that be advertising or drawing or animation. And somewhere along the line, uh, during my I want to say my second semester of college, I got an internship with Archie. They needed a production designer for their action titles. So I applied for that. I got it. For about a year or so, I was working closely with um, a senior editor. And then I want to say a year after that, I got hired full-time as an assistant editor. And I've been there since 2011, and now I'm art director. So wow. it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> I didn't know you were there since college. Yeah, I, uh, I started working, I want to say maybe about like three days a week. And then when I got hired full time, I started taking night classes. So I finished my degree um, and I got my, uh, I got my associates from Westchester Community College and I got my bachelor's from SUNY Purchase. Really? Yeah. It's funny because like, it, it's kind of like the best way to learn something is just, just do it. Is by you know? doing, yeah. So I want to say a lot of what I know now is just because I gave it my best in the beginning and just took the feedback and rolled with it, you know? Yeah. So as so you started off production design. Mm-hmm. What was your actual job? Because like I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm like, what is production design? Yeah. So starting out, like especially with the comics, um, 
as an intern and then assistant editor, I would help with the production, like basic production flow. So like with comics, you have someone providing the story. Obviously, there's writers doing the script work. There's artists providing a pencil line. Then you have an inker that goes over those pencil lines to give it more volume and definition. You have a colorist that obviously does all the color work and rendering. And you have a letterer that does all the word balloons. Not word bubbles, they're word balloons. Everybody calls them word bubbles and it's wrong. <laughs> so like the actual, so if Archie's talking, mm-hmm. that's a word balloon, balloon, not a word bubble. It would be a thought bubble if he was thinking. That's fair. <laughs> so a letterer so, makes, like does the actual write, like he, So the letterer dialogue. will reference the dialogue that the writer has put out for them. Okay. Um, so basically what I would do would be filtering um, those aspects of production through the chain. So I'd make sure that the script got to the artist, the pencils got to the anchor, and you know along the way checking for you know quality assurance yeah. and that kind of thing. But then also like on the production, other end of production, um, I would be working on credits pages or just general like page layout and design. Okay. Um, especially for trade collections. In the beginning, when I started at Archie, we did a lot of, uh, they're called like ongoing comics. So mm-hmm. basically a monthly comic, one that comes out 12 times a year. That's a little less common now. Most of the time we do what are called one-shot comics. It's almost like project managing it in yeah, a way. Yeah, it is project management okay. largely, yes. Okay. So you started off doing that. And were you at the same time like practicing your own skills like were you trying to draw in the style of Archie like how did you get to the point where you are now because now you edit and we're going to get into in a little bit that you are an author (laughs) um, of your own Archie book and comic but how did you get to that point because like when you were doing this project management right you weren't like a whole lot of artwork involved on occasion for certain series I would actually do like these backup gag strips which would be like sometimes there's a letter to the editor column at the end of a, of a single comic issue. And on the very bottom, um, it, it would just be like a, a quick little maybe three to four panel drawing. And I want to say my first kind of like gig in that regard was to do color work on those. Okay. And then eventually I did get a chance to, to draw out like an actual gag strip where it was my pencils and somebody else inked over them. There was another person coloring, just like I was saying before. Yeah. There was there was a large gap of time from when I started to when I actually kind of got a chance to to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. But um, yeah, on occasion, just for fun, I would draw during like my lunch break. And for instance, you were asking when did I finally draw Archie? It was just like this random thing I was saying to myself, like you know what, I really like t-shirt design like that's something like right now I'm wearing this howling at the moon t-shirt yeah um from t-turtle and uh shameless plug yeah, right not sponsored <laughs> not sponsored but we, we would not say no so you know a lot of these t- t-shirt companies do is they draw famous characters in like a chibi super deformed short style so I was I was saying to myself it'd be funny to see Archie in that style um it was something that we haven't really seen before we have seen a younger little Archie mm-hmm. at that kind of height, but he was actually maybe like five or six years old. This would be Archie as his normal teenager self, but just in a different style. So I did that 
and I, I really liked the way it looked. And I, I showed my coworker Ron, who is the author of Bite Sized Archie, and a very good friend of mine. Um, and he said, "Wow, like these are great. I, it'd be really cool if we were to, you know, do something with this. Like maybe we can do, you know, a, a short strip using these designs." And um, yeah, I want to say it might have been late 2020. Uh, he actually came up with a, a formal pitch document to give to, you know, the higher ups at Archie. We did a basically a, a practice strip, just a proof of concept. And um, it was just a short three panel strip with Archie and Jughead uh, sitting under a tree. And uh, we presented that to the, you know, the CEO and the other higher ups. And they were like, yeah, good to go. Let's let's get this started. And now here we are over a year later, and we've done up to this point, almost 80 strips. That's crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. First of all, I need to back up for a sec because I didn't know, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't know, that there are different people to do penciling, <laughs> inking. Like in my head, because like you're a comic book artist. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, oh, you do the whole thing. Yeah. There are people that do all aspects of you know the production work. Like in, in this case for Bite Sized Archie, I do handle pencils, you inks, colors, it. and letters. But typically what's what we're normally used to is there's either um, someone doing pencils and inks or just both in all in one. Well, and that's something that we call line art. Okay. When yes. you say penciling, yes. it's not actually pencils. It can be. It, it depends. If somebody is still working in a traditional way, like you would use a comic size Bristol art board. Okay. Um, and, you, and then that would go to a traditional inker too, or it could go to a digital inker. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. Okay. Um, what I tend to do is work digitally using um, a stylus um, on my tablet. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take a video of that so everyone <laughs> can see this because it's so funny. Vin and I were talking off air about how your medium is so visual and my medium's not. But in this case, like tying them together, I feel like you talking about all this stuff is so interesting for people like me who like I don't do this. So, like, when you say penciling, in my head, I'm like, oh, Vin has, like, a mechanical pencil, and he's, like, penciling this thing. And it's just so cool how you actually do it and how this comes together. Mm -hmm. In this case, you're talking about Bite Size Archie, Mm -hmm. which is so cute. It's Vin Vin and his coworker. uh, Ron Cacase. Ron Cacase um, have this new book that just came out. It's called Bite Size Archie. It is a collection of all of the Bite Size Archie comics. Um, and you have behind the scenes in here. Yep. And I have a question. Is he bite-sized Archie because of the size? Yes. And because it's a small comic <laughs> and, strip? Yeah. So it's funny. I, I want to say when we were thinking of the name for the strip, because this is a webcomic first and foremost, that's the thing. There was never a webcomic for the Archie brand ever before. So we, when we were thinking of names, we were thinking almost like Megabyte, where mm. it would be B-Y-T-E. B-Y-T-E. Okay. But then we were like, ah, oh, no, it's, it's more like... You know, it's indulgent, yeah. right? So bite size makes sense. We thought it was, you know, it, we thought it was cute, and we also didn't want to cross paths with that little Archie brand that we were talking about before. That way, you knew that there was a difference between these two things. Okay. And what was the style you said that he's in? That this is in Chibi, which is Chib- Chibi. Yeah, which is uh, that's basically like 
from Japan, I want to okay. say. That's a style, or the wording is from Japan. So it's an art style. Yeah. And how would you describe it, like I said before, right? It's, My medium is through, <laughs> through uh, audio, so theater of the mind. For so, someone yeah. who hasn't seen this style, how would you describe it? Yeah, so if you know what typical Archie looks like, he's basically shrunken down, his head's a little bit bigger, a lot more cartoony, mm-hmm. his arms and legs are a little bit more, you know, stumpy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's he's still his normal teenager self. Um, so he's just shrunken. He's shrunken. He's yeah. bite-sized. He, he's bite-sized. You can fit him in your pocket. I wouldn't recommend eating him. He probably wouldn't taste that good. Probably not. Also, that would probably take us into, like, a more true crime Archie, which we could talk about. Because I have story <laughs> ideas for that. But, like, okay, for someone who's not an artist, yes. right, looking at this, my description is, like, he's bubbly. Like, oh, he's, yeah. like, very bubbly. Oh, yeah. He's super fun. Yeah. And, you know, a part of... Why that is is I'm I'm always I've always been inspired by animation. Um, I grew up as any '90s kid would watching Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, oh, yeah. Cartoon Network. Um, I even I just like growing up and like eating cereal in the morning, looking at oh look at this cool mascot character on the on the box. Um, I don't know, it's just something that always struck me as something very like cool and appealing. Yeah, and to have that like bounciness. On in in a character, that I think that is what takes it to a place where people are like, oh yeah, I want to check this out. Yeah, you know, this this looks cool. It's fun. Yeah, it's really fun, and it's so different than what we're used to. It's familiar but new. Yeah, which is a term I like to use a lot, just because you shouldn't be scared to approach something that's new because hey, I still recognize who that is. Yeah, you know, I, I feel comfortable even though it, it is something a little off from what I'm used to. And I think it's so cool. We were saying this before, too, but um, you drew this. You just tested it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it became, look where it is now. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a good commentary on just fucking try something. Because, <laughs> like, you didn't know. You didn't think, like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. And I think that's also, like, I talk to a lot of creators, right? And sometimes I think we have this thought that if you're going to start a new project, it has to lead somewhere. It has mm-hmm. to be like a moneymaker, my career. But like you went into this, like, I just want to do this because it's fun. Yeah. And it turned into something. It turned into something. Yeah. So it's a commentary on fucking try something, but also like do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, right, it turns into something. Yeah. Like. And that's the thing. It is very much so a passion project yeah. from both of us because, you know, Ron, I have to give him so much credit here. This really wouldn't have gotten off the ground without him. You know, yeah. he is, you know, the backbone of this project because he is the one that does write the scenarios and scripts at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I just try to complement his already brilliant writing by making it as animated and fun as possible, you know? Yeah. Kind of makes me think of like, this is a very niche reference, but kind of makes me think of like Elton John. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? How so? Because Elton John... And He's still standing. He is still standing. <laughs> but Elton John writes music. Yes. And his writing partner does the lyrics. Right, right. And... It is a collaborative Yes, effort. it's a collaborative effort. And, and like... Yeah. Yeah, like I have you seen the movie Rocket Man? Not yet. You should. It's really good. But there's like this one scene where he's handed these lyrics. I think it's the I think it's your song or one of those songs. And he's handed the lyrics and he's reading it and he just like sits in front of the piano and just the melody comes out. That's awesome. And it just made like when you said like he writes the story and you just try to take it and yeah. like you pull from it yes. and and visually like represent it. It just mm-hmm. made me think of like oh here are the lyrics. 
and you are pulling the melody together to kind right. of create this song, this yes. story, this comic, which I think is so cool. And I feel like collaborating is so much fun. I, this is why I do the podcast because yes. I love collaborating with people. Yeah. Like you literally did this with someone and now like you're continuing it's to real. do it. It's mm-hmm. real. And it's a real book. That's the coolest thing is that we we worked on this project for a year and now you can actually go out and hold this collection of comics that we've been working on in your hands. Like that's that's crazy. That's insane. I know. I I so Vin gave me one to hold and I'm literally mm-hmm. holding it and it's a book. Like you're an author. You're published. <laughs> How crazy did you ever think that it, you'd be published? It's it's definitely weird. I've had my name in credits before. Yeah. But not to this extent. Like, I've never had a book where I've done all aspects of, like, art and design. Like, that's crazy to me. It's your product. Yeah. It's your book. I've always wanted to write a book. It's on my list. Maybe we have to get together to make a webcomic. You know, I have thought of, (laughs) we'll talk about this. I'm going to cut this out. Bite-sized Danielle. Now it's going to go beep. This is a a business uh, This is now a business thing. Oh, my God. It's great. My lovely fiance just walked in the door. Deanna. (laughs) Hi. Hi, dude. Love you, I'm going to keep that in there. But okay, so backing up for a sec. Have you always been able to draw? Well, just like anything, it's a skill that if you just keep at it, I feel like anybody can learn. But you also... Really? I think so. Because there is enough out there for you to study and pull from. Mm. Just think about all the things that you might enjoy. Like in the entertainment world, that's already out there for you to, you know, to go for. A lot of people say like... Oh, no, I'd, I'd never be able to do this or that. I, I can't run a, a 5K, but I don't know. If you run a little bit every day yeah. in 10 minutes, you probably could get there. Okay. You know? But here's the thing. There are certain skills that I think you can learn, and there are some things that are innate. That's true. And, I mean, I feel like this goes for a lot of things, right? Like, some things are just, like, in you, yeah, whether it's a talent just, yeah. or a skill or a personality yeah, trait. It's a natural thing that yeah. it's, like, at your core. I, I agree with that, too. I think you... And a part of that is, what do you want, mm. right? It's part of what you really want. So if drawing is something that you want, you're going to keep doing it until you get really good at it. If podcasting is what you want, you're going to keep doing it until you get really good at it. <gasps> he that's, just pointed at me. And that's, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gesturing to you because You can't true. see like, it, but he just gestured. said, like, oh, do, do you think anybody can do it? And yeah. I'm like, I might be able to, but I'm not. Mm. I didn't go for it. Yeah. You, know, you went for podcasting. You didn't go for art. I went for art. That's true. You know? But, and that's fair. Because I do, there are art classes, right? And yeah, like, there are things like you, that. Yeah. yeah. And like, even, I mean, podcasting, there's classes, there's so many resources with the internet for mm-hmm. any of us to learn anything now. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like you have to have a little bit of it. It's it's like magic or something. There, there you could, have there to could have be it. something there. Yeah. So when you were younger, Mm -hmm. did you always gravitate towards it? And like, were you someone who drew? Yeah, all all the time. Yep. And um, I I distinctly remember my elementary school art teacher, uh, Mr. Lividini, who... um, Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Lividini, for being an inspiration (laughs) and making me feel better about shaving my head. Um, (laughs) Wow, double shout out. (laughs) He, um, it was cool. And like I said, elementary school, so we're really young. You go to the art room and you look up and he painted this beautiful mural like on the ceiling. But it's like, what, what do you call this? Like, the, it's not styrofoam, but like the the, the boards. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in, so like, how did you do that? That's mm. number one. And number two, he was just like a cool guy. So it was like, 
huh, maybe I want to be like this guy when I grow up. I think that was the okay. thought that passed through my mind. Teachers, dude. I yeah. mean, teachers, <laughs> literally the impact that teachers can have on us, it's crazy. Because yeah. you're you're literally referencing your elementary school art teacher, yeah. and here you, find, you are. Yeah, you find a good teacher, and you, know, you, you stick with them. It's just like... Yeah. I mean, a yeah. teacher who tells you, and it's it, it's teachers and it's everyone in your life, people who encourage you. Oh, if yeah. you have, especially you when you're young, mm-hmm. right? You have yeah. those people that encourage you to keep going. Yeah. I think. I'm very grateful to like yeah. my parents because they, they always encourage Encouraged me. You. you know, some people are like, oh, art, what are you going to do? Mm. You're going to be some kind of starving artist on the streets. And I was like, there's so many other things that you can do with art, um, you know, th- whether it be advertising or comics. You know, like there's so many different avenues that you can take. Um, and yeah, they, they've always been there for me. My dad, I want to say was probably the one that drew a bit more than my mom. I remember him drawing a lot of cars when I was drawing, when I was going, going, growing yeah, up. Growing up. And this is why I'm not an English teacher. <laughs> this is, listen, I speak for a living and sometimes I'm still like, uh, what's the word? <laughs> what, what are words? What is the word? So your father drew, yeah. did your mother at all? Like, do you think you got it from your father a little bit? I think a little bit. Yeah. More so my father. Um, my mom's creative too. She's more hands-on. Like she can be crafty. Mm. Like she did a lot of um, like designing like shirts and stuff when we were growing up and she even like right now she's got one of those cricket machines yeah she'll make like logos and stuff on on shirts and stuff like that like my dad has um he has a 1968 ford mustang nice and he he and his friends that he grew up with they all kind of have their own classic cars so we'll go to car shows together and one year we decided oh we should make t-shirts like we could be like a group of people that make that that you know, to show that we're all part of the same gang. And my mom was like, oh, I can cricket these shirts. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'll make the logo. Yeah. And we worked together and boom, we, we got, you know, Brentwood Cruisers on the wow. shirt because that's that's the area that we were all from. How fun. Yeah. So you are you come from so a, we, a creatively inclined exact, family. Exactly. So maybe not necessarily everybody was involved in drawing. And like even my sister, she's a great graphic designer. She can draw too. Like everybody is involved mm-hmm. in artwork in some shape or form or or just the art field in general I yeah. should say. That's funny. I mean, I think that people it's a familial thing a lot of the times. Like mm-hmm. I find that people who are like musically inclined, they come from like parents oh, who are yeah. musically inclined. Big time. Yep. So I, I do think it it speaks to a lot of like what is that nature versus nurture yes. kind of thing? Like it is within you, but it also was around you. I think you know that's a really good point because growing up and going back to like musical instruments, yeah. my dad played bass, but like, you know, just for fun, not not necessarily consistently. So naturally I would try to mimic or, or kind of learn on my own. And I, I honestly never really kept up with it, but I can play like the basic chords on a guitar now. Mm-hmm. But if I did, who knows where I'd be? Maybe I'd be mm. on stage rocking a show. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. Which also speaks to like, consistency oh definitely right like you said like you followed through with art mm-hmm. you kept like honing in on your skills and the consistency of that like brought you here oh yeah and I feel like the same goes for music the same goes for I mean like any skill like look at Paul my brother mm-hmm. he like taught himself all of these crazy IT things consistently worked on it worked on it worked on it and now he does it professionally yep. and I just feel like it's such a commentary mm-hmm. on consistency sticking with your shit like sticking Mm -hmm. with what you want to do and also like to your point i mean creatively there are so many outlets for you for anyone listening 
that if you really wanted to, even if you're like not musically inclined or artistically inclined or you're not a writer, you can just like pick up a pen and just try. Just go for it. Yeah. There's so many resources and people even forget like every, there's so many things that are free right now. Mm -hmm. Like go to your local library, pick out some books, you know, that there's something for everyone. Yeah. Whether it be music or art or anything. Yeah. Okay. So coming back to Bite Size Archie. Yes. I have the book right now. I'm looking through it. It's real. It's real. It's in my hands. It's in full color. Yes. Which, did you do the coloring? I did the coloring for every strip. You did the coloring for every strip. And I did all the design work for the pages, you know, the text pages, credits, you know, all that sort of thing. So the whole book. Yeah, You had a hand in everything. It's my baby. It's your baby. It's my bite-sized baby. Wow. That's a hashtag. It is. That's a hashtag. Maybe maybe you don't. I don't know. We got to look that up. Yeah, I don't know. That might be be something inappropriate. (laughs) Um, But to the point before, right, about the consistency and all this stuff, you created this out of fun. Right. And it became something. And Mm -hmm. you consistently worked on the style, the stories, the everything. And now it's a book. Yes. So you were talking about... The style mm-hmm. specifically, and yeah, the chibi style. Yes, yes the chibi style. Is that, did I say that right? <laughs> yes, you said okay, it right. The chibi style, and so he's more bubbly. He's kind of shrunken. Yes. But you said there was pieces of the characters that you pulled. Yeah. So, so basically, to keep it, you know, akin to what came before, I looked at some original strips from the fifties, let's say, and like Archie's. Uh, first look was this, you know, sweater vest with a big R for Riverdale on it. So like in the first couple of strips, you'll see him wearing that because I wanted to kind of ease people in and say like, okay, it's still Archie. He looks different, but his outfit is at least familiar. His hairstyle is at least pretty much the same as it's always been. But, you know, just a couple aspects have changed, you know. And that the same thing goes with, like, Jughead. He's always in, like, a typical turtleneck sweater with a big S on it. I still don't know what the S stands for. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the S? I'm not sure. I, I think it might have been, like, a rival school at the time or something. Yeah. But uh, don't quote me on that. I could be completely wrong. What's the wrong. character's, what's his full name? Because in the show, yeah, Riverdale. it's Forsyth Pendleton Jones. Okay, because we were talking about this off air, and we're going to go into this in a sec. Because mm-hmm. Riverdale, the CW, very soapy version mm-hmm. of Archie, the dark version. Yes, the dark version, leaning towards supernatural. Now I'm not yes. really sure. I haven't There's watched. There's a lot it. of fun things happening in yes. Riverdale right now. Yes, Crazy. a lot of fun. Th- I have to catch up. But we were talking about the different styles. Yes. And so I was like, I definitely know that Cole Sprouse, who plays Jughead, <laughs> has like an actual name. Yes. And his father is played by, um, oh my God, Skeet. Ulrich, yeah. who was the the killer in Scream. In Scream, yes, yes. that's right. And then Luke Perry, R.I.P., was Archie's dad. Yep. But you were saying how, like, there's all these different versions of Archie, yes. and there's a muscular, like, hunky yeah. version of so, Archie. Yeah, I want to say in, I believe it was 2015, there was the whole Archie reboot series, which was a monthly comic written by Mark Wade um, with initial art by Fiona Staples, who both big names in the comic industry and they retooled Archie to be just a little bit more appealing to like the comic book market because you could say classic Archie is more toony right so this new Archie he was a little bit more muscular a little hunkier good more good looking because you know classic Archie he's still a good looking guy he's just a little nerdy you know so muscular Archie yeah was for the that's interesting. That was for the comic book crew. 
Yeah, so it was it was a new it's, version of okay. Archie that was yeah introduced to comic book readers. Okay, like the the everyday comic shop goer. Okay, the people that are buying your Batman's your Spider-Man's. okay. I was gonna say, is it supposed Cause, to cause be? Say, yeah, Super I'll say this: like you know, classic Archie is for everyone. Mm-hmm. We do find that there's more of like um, a, a older female demographic for Archie comics, but. This other series kind of cast a wider net mm, in, okay. in certain ways, but like I said at the end, Archie's for everybody. You know, yeah, nobody's really alienated. Of course, you know, Riverdale's a place anybody's welcome. Look at even that, even vampires, even vampires. <laughs> so the Riverdale show we know, the CW show, yeah. that is kind of loosely based off of that other of that style. Newer, yeah, it's definitely darker though, because okay. even though um, everybody's appearances look different in that series it still kind of like kept things fairly like pg pg 13 mm-hmm. i want to say whereas riverdale kind of kicks it up a notch yeah it's very soapy yeah but it's on the cw i feel like yeah. a lot of cw shows are very soapy. It's, yeah that's that's the way that's the vibe it is yeah. yeah and i haven't watched in a bit but it's kind of like leaning supernatural i hear absolutely which makes me think of sabrina which we talked about yeah. before too there's a lot of spin-offs of archie where you know we we even had a series where jughead turned into a werewolf that was called Jughead the Hunger. Um, yeah, <laughs> see the, face, I, I the face was like, what? Right <laughs> really? Yeah, and so and I was mentioning vampires before. There's Vampironica, where which we actually did do a short strip where she was Vampironica in Bite Sized Archie. That's why on the cover she's got those fangs. I was gonna say, she's why flying. does she have those? Yeah, so the so this cover is actually all just a bunch of in jokes, like that hashtag up there. Yeah, there's a strip where Jughead actually pulls that little. Off his hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so that cute. That cross hatch. Yep. And then the uh, another spinoff that everyone's probably familiar with, Josie and the Pussycats. Absolutely. Which we love, and I love that like two thousands movie with. Yep. Um, Everybody loves it. Oh yep. my gosh, iconic. Mm-hmm. Who I can't even think of the main character, like uh, or actress. I'm very bad with names. Oh I'm my so gosh. Sorry. Paul, in the background, producer, look up the Josie and the Pussycat movie from like the early two thousands. That was iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Sabrina. We were talking about the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I know a lot of people love. That's more yep. of like that horror comic you said. Yes. Um, so there's just so many things that come from this. Absolutely, and like even going back to like styles and whatnot. If you look at Josie right now, I actually pulled a lot of inspiration for her, like like her hairstyle. Like that's kind of pulled from the old Hanna Barbera cartoon, and then her outfit is also based on another uh, reboot that we did. Um, maybe that was 2016. I'm really bad with the dates, but like her, her costume is closer to that than what it used to be. So you kind of pulled inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. I wanted the characters to look as recognizable as possible, but also, uh, fairly modern. Yeah. It's definitely more modern Mm -hmm. than like what we're used to. I think when we think of Archie, Mm -hmm. um, at Veronica and Betty. I mean, Veronica mm-hmm. and Betty. I was pointing to the wrong one. Yeah. Be- um, Betty's holding a brick right now that she's about to toss at Archie. Oh, is that what that's supposed to be? That's another in-joke from the strips. I'm spoiling the so whole cute. book, but... Uh, oh my yeah. gosh, and I just realized on the cover, is your signature. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is this is great. Actually, in the book, you have to check it out because you have behind the panels for every yes. single strip. So this is your... Um, producer Paul has just pulled up the IMDb. It was Rachel Lee Cook. That's the name I was going to say, but I did not want to mess up. Nailed it. And Rosaria Dawson. Oh, and Rosaria Dawson. Oh, Tara Reid. That's right. Thank you, Paul. Anyway, so Vin 
has the behind the panels. This would be the pencil. So those are like pencil layouts. They're very loose, very sketchy. It's just so that I can get an idea of, you know, the, the overall composition for each panel. Okay. So going to your like day to day, you're an editor, mm-hmm. you're art director. Yeah. Most, most of the time I'm, I'm reviewing scripts. Okay. I'm providing feedback to artists that we, you know, that we're working with for whatever book you know, we're working on at the time, whether that be uh, an action adventure book or something more along the lines of like a chilling, you know, adventures type book. Okay. Know. So in your like, quote unquote, nine to five, yeah. other artists may do this penciling yeah. and you might give notes and you yes. might give feedback. Right. And- because there is an overall like, not not to say like you have to be on model per se, but there are certain aspects of characters that we do want included, like Archie. You know, he should have thick eyebrows. He should have a few freckles on his face. You know, if you if you put a little too many lines on a character, that could make them look a little older. So we say, oh, could you maybe, you know, tone those down a bit? Um, yeah, just giving some general, like, guidelines to artists just so that it's, you know, in line with the Archie branding. So stylistically, you, yeah. you direct where exactly. it needs to go. And then you said you give notes on, like, the script and, like, you, yeah. you help pull all that together. But as art director and editor... Do you get to kind of make decisions? Like if someone's like leaning a character this way in a story, can you be like, that's not really what Archie would do? If it, in, the, in that case, I mean, it is a group effort. We were okay. talking about collaboration yep. before. Um, I'm not the only editor there, oh, of, of course. course. So um, we have Jamie Rotante, who's a senior uh, director of editorial. Um, we also have our production manager, Stephen Oswald, myself, obviously. Um, Mike Pellerito, who's the editor-in-chief. So... We all uh, get a look at scripts before they're passed on to uh, okay. final for final approval from the higher ups, and also to the artist, you know, to actually draw the issues. Okay. So, um, but like you were saying before, like, oh, Archie wouldn't do this. Yeah, we do want the character to stay true to what they are at their core. Right. But we also don't want to be too restrictive, like, because we do have these spinoffs where Archie might fight a werewolf, you know. You Apparently, can't, you can't say he never will do something, right. but it depends on the title. It's exactly. not the same. It, it exact does keep thing. you on your toes. Yeah, and like there, there might be times where I'm pulled, you know, aside. Like, hey, Vin, do you mind to maybe help us design this character that we're planning? Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, and it, it's not the first time I've ever, you know, designed characters for a company before. Actually, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know. Tell uh, me. <laughs> I got to redesign the uh, mascot for uh, Playland Coaster. Yeah, Coaster the Dragon. Yes, I know. Every time I see, every time I see an ad, I'm always like, "Oh my God, Vin did that!" Yeah, the most surreal moment of my That's life awesome. was like driving on I-95 going home and seeing this giant billboard with my art on. I was like. This isn't real life. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> what road am I on? And there's a mascot. There's a costume. Right. And they, they have like mm-hmm. plushies and yes. all this stuff of your like your character. Mm-hmm. Coaster. The yep. dragon. Yeah, for Playland. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Wow. I know. We. I was talking about going to Playland mm-hmm. with um, some family members. And we were like, oh my gosh, remember we went... Paul and I used to do band concerts at Playland. Oh, I love oh my favorite one. We went to see Bowling for Soup and we got to meet I was them. there too. Oh my god, we yes, were there the I was same there. day. I still have my signed uh I got a Pepsi bottle that they Stop. signed for me and a picture. I went through a Bowling for Soup phase. Oh, I have I'm, a my, shirt. My phase isn't over. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have you ever seen those memes that are like it was never a phase, mom? Like it's just Oh my I was literally there. Oh 
Paul, producer Paul has just passed me a note. Amusement Park National Historic Landmark is uh, there are only about 100 wooden roller coasters in the U.S. Rye Playland is home to one of them. In operation since 1928, the park has both kiddie and thrill rides. Thank you, producer Paul. <laughs> Me, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny because, like I said, there are moments where I get to design characters and one of my most, I guess, prideful moments, you yes. could say, is I got to redesign a old 50s alien character that Archie had has, I should say, uh, named Cosmo. In 2018, Mm -hmm. I got to redesign the whole cast for the Cosmo series, and I got to work with um, brilliant writer Ian Flynn and uh, amazing artist Tracy Yardley, who I had previously worked on with the Archie Action books, and we basically kind of like revamped this classic series to be set in the modern age. That's cool. I gave like Cosmo and all his friends a facelift, and it was really cool. It even it won a, a children's choice reading award. Or, wow. Yeah, something That's like that. That's fun. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I can tell that you've modernized Archie too because there's a picture here. Oh yeah. Of Reggie taking Reggie's a taking selfie. selfie. Oh yeah. Like so, it's got to be fun to put these characters that we've known. Like Archie's been around for a really long time too. Yeah, he's over eighty years now. Right, and mm-hmm. you're putting him in a in a land right in a world where he has an Instagram essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder how Archie feels about social media. I think he's on board. Yeah? Yeah, I think he might get into uh, some conversations that he probably shouldn't get mm. into. Um, definitely uh, watch out for him in group chats, but, uh, you know, he's just doing his thing, I guess. Yeah, you should <laughs> you should do a comic strip about, like, what he posts on social media. Oh, or, yeah. Or, like, Jughead with the weird things he posts on his feed. Oh, we got some, we got some treats for you. Yeah? <laughs> oh, um, yeah? Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Jughead uh, actually has his own YouTube account in this universe. Does he really? He does, yeah. He I does, love uh, that. He does food reviews. Oh, love that. His uh, I, uh, bottomless I, stomach, as it were. He does food reviews. He Jughead does food yeah. reviews. Shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast, Captain Cook, who does food reviews. Maybe you should join up with Jughead over mm. here. Collaboration. Oh, yeah. um, so before we go, I know we uh, kind of went off the rails, talked about Bowling for Soup for a minute, I swear. But nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. High school never ends. Um, <laughs> so you work technically in pop culture. You are part of this very iconic pop culture brand. You are a big part of bringing it literally to life as we're looking at the book. But in your free time, when you're not focused on Archie, what are some pop culture things that you love? What are your fanboy moments? Like oh, what yeah. are you, things that you gravitate towards? I am, su- it's no secret, especially if you read bite-sized Archie, like Ron and I also just like admit, like we are super into video games. We love anime. We are like your typical nerd from the 90s 2000s era but it's kind of cool now like that it's changed so much yeah um but yeah no i'm super into anything disney i love i still love legos yeah ah we love legos absolutely um there are there's definitely one set that i am still eyeing right now i see that there's a back to the future time machine that i need yeah delorean it's it's huge yeah really collector ones where you like Oh, you're going to be building this thing for a couple of days. Oh my yeah. gosh. I saw the DeLorean at 90s con. Oh my God. The DeLorean was there and yeah. so was Christopher Lloyd. That's amazing. It was like $200 to take a picture with him and the DeLorean. Worth it. 
<laughs> I couldn't because I had spent fifty dollars to take a photo with Joey Fatone. Ah, uh, geez. Well, from InSync, but gotta, that you got to make your choice. Listen, that was my choice. That's Everyone okay. knows I am a boy band lover. That's fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. I cu- I couldn't help it. Yeah. You know, you mentioned before too, right? You're a typical like '90s. You grew up mm-hmm. with like the Nickelodeons and the. Oh, yeah. What were your favorite? What did you watch on like '90s? Oh Nick? my God, Hey Arnold! Yes, was my absolute favorite show. It was just like so relatable, even though like. Yeah, they got into some absurd situations, but it was still very grounded. It was. And I think that's what, like, drew me in. It was very real. Yeah. They tackled a lot of real issues. Yeah, like they were Arnold's afraid, yeah. parents mm-hmm. died. Like, all these really intense things that, as an adult, sometimes I'll turn it on because they do, like, the nick it, whatever. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I'll turn it Throwback. on and I'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. was an episode? And it still holds up. Yes. You know, like, it's it's timeless. It's yeah. one of those things where you just, like, I can watch this anytime and yeah. still relate to it. So I was a Rugrats girl. Oh, yeah. Rugrats was, like, my thing. And, like, how exciting was it when they did, like, the all-grown-up special? <gasps> it's like, wow, you finally get to see where these kids, oh you know, gosh. how these kids, Tommy has hair? That's Tommy so has hair and it's blue, like, yeah. stew. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rugrats was my thing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I still love it. Like, I had an Angelica Pickles. She was, like, my, like, I don't even know, like, my uh, alter ego. <laughs> I was, like, this is this is who I want to be. I had, I probably still have the doll, truthfully. That's amazing. Um, Rugrats, was my, Rugrats was my shit. But also, like, I loved, like, the really weird 90s cartoons. You ever, like, realize, like, some of the 90s cartoons were oh, so, weird? Oh, were very, like, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah. Kablam like, was great. Like, for, oh, my God, like, Kablam. A, a variety show, but, like, also just, like, such, w- introducing such weird things, like, claymation like prometheus and bob oh my god that literally just gave me like so many (laughs) flashbacks when you said that no but it's it's so amazing because it's like oh when you think claymation you think of like gumby or or wallace and gromit and like here's a nickelodeon show just throwing it in there for fun and like it's still like it's really appealing yeah oh this is great you know i I kind of want to see more of that now i feel like things have changed so much to the Mm -hmm. point where like it doesn't come up as often. Yeah. You know? What's next for Archie? Well, I'll I'll let you know yes. that the bite-sized Archie collection is in comic shops now uh, on May 17th. 17th. I can't talk. Yeah. See? 17th. When you put a microphone in front of you, it all goes out the window. <laughs> okay. May 17th. May 17th. You can get it anywhere. It's in Barnes & Noble, any bookstore. You can get it on Amazon. Get it on store.archiecomics.com. Wink. We'll link it. Last Saturday was Free Comic Book Day, and we had um, our offering was this prelude to our big summer blockbuster comic called The Best Archie Comic Ever. Wow. That's Which a is, title. It's a heck of a title. It's really cool, and it explores all these different versions of the characters. So we got Archie as a superhero, Pure Heart the Powerful, which is also an, a classic concept, but once again reimagined for the modern age. We also have Jughead as a barbarian, or a Bergarian, which is really great. <laughs> and we have Betty and Veronica as spies. Wow. So that is coming out, I want to say it's June, wow. June. June 15th. June 15th, okay. <laughs> I have my little cheat sheet here. Yeah, he's pulling up the date. kind of failing me right now. 
If you're a Riverdale fan, we have Archie Meets Riverdale coming out May 11th. Which Wait, is like Riverdale the show? Riverdale the CW show? Basically the characters from the show crossing over with the comic book counterparts. Really? Yeah. Is that like a, it's a, a one, comic? Yeah, or? a one-shot comic. So it's 20 pages long. You can get it at your comic book shop. That's cool. All these things I'm talking about right now are single comics. Okay. Not not collections. Not the collection just, like the Bite Size Archie. Exactly. Okay. Um, Archie is also um, home to a lot of different superheroes, such as the Fox, who is coming back on May 18th in the Fox Family Values, which is a fun uh, romp of basically there's this guy who is a freak magnet and trouble always tends to find him and his family. Hmm. So we're exploring how he, his wife and his son all interact and how they deal with the stresses of everyday life in these chaotic situations. Um, and then, like I said, we still produce classic content for you know the fans that love the traditional Archie style. Um, we have an Archie and Friends uh, summer loving issue. Summer loving. Yeah, had me a blast. Uh, that's coming out in May. And Benny and Veronica Friends Forever uh, summer surf party is coming out in June. Wow. So yeah. a lot of stuff if you love Archie. Mm-hmm. A lot of different stuff too, like you were saying, something for everyone. Yep. So as far as you, Vin, yeah. what are some of your goals in like your career, in your art? Like what do you want it, next? It would be really cool to produce a children's book at some point. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've always, you know, wanted to do. A lot of what is inspiring to me is seeing like if you remember when you were a kid, like those classic golden books. Yeah. Like, I love that art style and, and sometimes like when I'm producing my own artwork just for fun, I will kinda like borrow certain elements from that style and um i think it would be cool to produce something in that same vein yeah especially for kids because i think it's important to uh you know start young yeah you know and help expand you know people's horizons so true say like oh this person drew that maybe i can do that too also children's books have like lessons yeah i feel like all these children's books have like Something you can take away mm-hmm. from it. Well, Vin and I are going to talk under the table about that. <laughs> um, Vin, yes. before we go, what does basic mean to you? Oh, geez. I, t- I warned you about this <laughs> you question. Did, I warned you. Warn you about this. I guess it could mean that you're like the pure vanilla person, right? Mm. Instead of the, ooh, I'm going to be a rebel and go for chocolate. Maybe even chocolate sprinkles. Heck, I might even put, I don't know, peanut butter cups in there. You know? Live yeah. life on the edge, baby. <laughs> so, to Vin, basic is vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's When it comes down to ice cream, it's the vanilla option. I got know? it. Okay. Um, out of all the Archie characters, who do you think is basic? <laughs> oh, man. It might be Archie himself. Really? It could be. Why? I mean, I would take that as a compliment because Archie is Archie. But, like, why? Why do you think Archie is basic? I don't know, because there's so many times where, like, it's clear, like, Betty is the one that's, like, the one that's, like, here to, like, nurture and be, like, that kind of a person. And he'll go to Veronica anyway just because of her glamorous lifestyle. Mm, You know what I'm saying? Like, look for the heart. Not to say Veronica's a bad person. She's not. Right. I'm just saying, when it comes down to certain things... Archie's head might not always be 
on the right track. <laughs> so he doesn't look for the depth is what you're saying. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But we it still depends, love him. It depends on the day. Yeah, but <laughs> so, we still love him. Oh, of course. Right. He's still good natured at heart. He yeah. always means well. Just because something's basic doesn't mean we don't like it. No, of course not. Then um, plug everything in. Plug it in. Tell us <laughs> where can, we can find you, where yes. we can find Archie, where we can do all those things. Right. Well, you can get bite-sized Archie, like I said, at store.archiecomics.com or your favorite online retailer or go in person. Just be safe. You can also follow me on Twitter at vincredible underscore 23. And you can also follow me on Instagram. And I am vinstergram. That's vinster, V-I-N-S-T-E-R-G-R-A-M. 23. I like that. Yeah, Vinstagram was taken. Uh, well, you know what? Still creative. Still counts. Thank you. And we can see uh, Bite Size Archie is the book, and it's also a webcomic. Yeah, you can find yourself some new strips every Friday at 11.30 on all of Archie's social media channels, which are Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They might even put them up on YouTube. I'm not 100% sure, but definitely those first three. Yeah. Well, then, thank you so much. You'll have to come back on because this was fun. Thank you. No, we'll I had have... a blast. Thank you. You've been yeah. A terrific interviewer. Aww, stop. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you. Of course, you made it a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, that was my conversation with Vincent Lavallo, art director of Archie Comics and author and animator and just all around awesome friend. I hope that you found that interesting and you enjoyed. Definitely go check out Vin's social media and go check out Bite Size Archie. It is so cute. Vin gave me my own copy and I love it. It's awesome. So definitely go check that out. And uh, that's it. As always, I hope you rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. And uh, please tell me who you want me to get back to basic with, what you want me to get back to basic about, and what you want to see from me as I try to now get back into this and evolve it to what I know it can be. And follow us on Instagram at Back to Basic Podcast. Follow me at Danielle Maria Costa. And as always, and once again, I will see you next week because on Wednesdays, we podcast. <laughs>